Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. You're tired again. I'm tired again. There's no good reason for it. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon, but it's been... I, I was sick last week, and I'm still not quite like back up to 100%, so that's my excuse for almost falling asleep during this episode that I actually enjoy very much. I'd just like to point to you that uh, I think perhaps you associate no. watching Doctor Who and Lazy Doctor Who with being sleepy because we usually mm-hmm. record at night. Um, and so it's just your brain kind of like how, whenever I have a shower, I always associate it with like early morning, getting up and ready for work. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I have a shower, even in the middle of the day or something like that, I feel like I'm very tired because it reminds mm-hmm. me of the mornings. Well, that's an interesting idea, but I don't think so. I think I was s- sleepy before that. Maybe that played into it a little bit, but, yeah. but no, I, I need to wake up a little bit because it's very important for us to say a proper goodbye to dodo because after watching episode two of the war games she is now war machines oh my god i did it again i always do that why do i always do that probably because i love the war games so much yeah Mm -hmm. i never call the war games the war machines do i no because war machines takes extra work (laughs) and we're lazy yeah me especially Mm -hmm. okay war machines yeah episode two goodbye dodo yeah, what a what a very tearful leaving scene for Jackie Lane and the rest of the cast. <laughs> the saddest thing is she doesn't even get to leave as Dodo. The last thing we see of her, she's been hypnotized by Votan and is actually giving quite a good performance. Mm-hmm. I think Jackie Lane's doing spectacular here. But yeah, it's not Dodo. And she just gets basically hypnotized. She's like being put to sleep and then out to pasture. That's like a common poor animal, basically put to sleep then driven out into the country and says, run girl, you're free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really sad. Although I do have to say, oh, and I can't remember who posted it, but somebody posted a comment on uh, Verity. Uh, We talked about the savages. Yeah because I enjoyed it so much and Deb saw me tweeting about it and Deb also likes it. So she she made the executive decision. We were going to talk about savages and say goodbye to, to Stephen. So we did that and I shared with the Verity audience a little bit of our uh, headcanon yep. about Dodo with the, uh, the possible head trauma and or LSD. And somebody pointed out that, okay, so Dodo has been um, hypnotized by Votan so she's been in like a trance for we don't know quite how long, maybe a day at this point. Mm-hmm. The doctor sort of brings her out of it, but into sleep. And then she gets sent off to a country house. So somebody said, yeah, if she's, you know, if she has been kind of a, a druggie, um, then if she wakes up in a country house or at her aunt's house or something like that, she's probably just thinking to herself, I just had the wildest trip. Oh my gosh, these hallucinations that I had were amazing. And she probably doesn't believe that the doctor or Stephen or any of it was actually real in the first place. And she's just going to go on with her life. That's one thing. That's what a listener proposed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, on a uh, comment on uh, the Verity episode about the savages. And I quite like that headcanon. I think that's a good good reason for her not to come back. Yeah, I, I thought, I th- was it Liz, I think, that had, uh, you know, reason that because Dodo being a, of the LSD community, as she is mm-hmm. in our headcanon, that she's kind of a flighty kind of teen and seemed very flighty at the very beginning when she sort of wandered in the TARDIS. And she mm-hmm. seems like 
exactly the kind of person who would just sort of like, oh, I'm out here in the co- okay, yeah, this is fine. Like just sort of like floats from place to place, mm-hmm. um, and so in a way, it is kind of befitting of her character to actually do that. So that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that sort of doesn't fit with the headcanon about her believing it's fake is that later, we haven't seen this yet, I think we get a line from Polly or somebody saying that Dodo sends her love that she's going to her aunt's house. So she did, unless we're going to consider Polly a liar, uh, she did send some sort of communication toward the doctor. So she thought he was real, at least. Yeah, that's true. Or perhaps um, it was concocted mm-hmm. or something like that. Um I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, of course, the real reason is that uh, Jackie Lane's contract was up at the end of episode two of The War Machines because this is how things happen in those days. They didn't like say, Here, you're, here's your contract for an entire season. It was episode by episode. And even, even William Hartnell's um, uh, contract was extended you know, through a number of episodes, even if that number of episodes happened to fall midway between an actual story which i find quite alarming in today's context but um but that's how it was sort of working yeah that's it just seems so weird to me that they wouldn't plan it out to at least be at the end of a story uh but certainly not i mean just seems weird to not even be the end of the uh, season yeah because i think i think peter purvis's contract i think was extended ever so slightly to get him past one. So I know, maybe not him necessarily, but I know there's been previous contracts for companions and or doctors that have sort of like been extended just long enough to sort of cover the next story or that sort of thing. But uh, but I'll say this, it's not the last time that such a thing happens where companions are more or less um, written out because of uh, their contract sort of wrapping up. So... So yeah, that uh, that that is it for Dodo. Wow, I'm. I feel like Dodo. We hardly knew ye, mm-hmm. uh, because there were so many different yees to get to know that it was very difficult to land on one. Yeah, I think uh, that was Dodo was a transition companion, if ever there was one, from sort of the old John Wiles era to like, because she herself was more or less a stopgap replacement because John Wiles and Donald Tosh wanted to bring in. Anna Chaplet from the massacre, but realized that that wasn't going to work because she was going to be from the 16th, 16th century and, and not know anything and always have to ask these silly questions, which is why they wrote out Katarina. And so they very quickly sort of wrote in a modern day replacement for her. And then they left the show and then Jerry Davis and, and this Lloyd came on and they had a whole different things. So there was this, this sort of afterthought, which is what the character of Dodo was. So the 19 glorious weeks of Dodo. <laughs> Has wrapped up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before we get into talking about the story itself, do you want to take a pledge break? We'll be back after this very important message from the incomparable.com. <laughs> well done. Very well done. Yeah. Uh, as we're a Doctor Who podcast, it feels kind of awesome to do pledge breaks. And I, <laughs> I have to admit, this will be, our, I think, our last one for March because March is closing very soon. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to next year when I hope we do this again, because pledge breaks, it feels so right for a whole generation of people to be watching. Although, 
yeah anyway go on a generation of people who grew up in north america as opposed to the uk that's true where pbs pledge breaks for doctor who were a natural thing including not necessarily i never saw it on pbs the war machines but i saw many a tom baker episode and they were always sort of had these little pledge breaks and i have many a pbs prize in my possession like a doctor who scarf and a tote peg Mm -hmm. because of pbs pledge breaks but speaking of which what is it what is what do you have to tell the audience erica Well, I have to tell the audience that this is the time of year when we remind you guys about how you can support our podcast, Lazy Doctor Who. You can become a member of The Incomparable. You can sign up for a monthly or annual pledge to support our podcast, our little podcast directly, which would be great because Stephen's unemployment is about to run out in like two (laughs) weeks. Just playing that pity card Uh, there. (laughs) uh, Yes, the glorious days of government support is coming to an end. Yes, I, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so take pity on us. Uh, <laughs> oh my, he has his head in his hands, yeah. but it's true. I'm sorry. Finances are getting tough. All right, uh, so here's what you do if you would like to do that. Go to theincomparable.com slash members and sign up. You will then be asked to pick the shows on the network that you want to support. All you have to do is check the little box next to Lazy Doctor Who, and your entire contribution will take to us uh, will come to us after they take out just a few fees. Uh, if you happen to listen to other podcasts on the Incomparable Network, which you should, uh, you can also check their boxes, and then your contribution will be split equally across all of the shows that you want to support. And as a thank you for supporting us, members receive extras that include exclusive bonus audio, a live bootleg feed of the Incomparable flagship show, and. This is one of the coolest, a members-only Slack group, which has been so fun. I want to just like give a shout out to all the people that have engaged with us on Slack already. It's really, really fun. Uh, and since this is pledge season, this month, many of the shows on the network have posted bonus episodes just for members. We did that ourselves. We did an awesome, ridiculous game show uh, using what people search for on Google regarding Doctor Who and turned it into a game show. And had some of the other folks from the Incomparable on, and it was, a, it was a hilarious hoot nanny of of <laughs> ridiculousness. What's, what is another word for ridiculous? That starts with H, so you could have alliteration there. I was I was trying to come up with something. Hot 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 hot. I I got nothing. Continue. We'll come up with a word. <laughs> All right. There are contribution levels at five dollars, ten dollars, and twenty dollars per month. And there are annual equivalents available as well. If you are already a member, first of all, hooray! Uh, and second of all, it is in, it's very easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special goodies in return. So if you would like to support us, again, please go to theincomparable.com slash members to sign up. Thank you. Hopscotch. That's all I got. Uh, hoot nanny of hopscotch. Hilarious hoot nanny of hopscotch. I couldn't think of any other thing. I said hega hega. I no, I can't even pronounce that word. So that wasn't the one. Hodgepodge. I said uh, hodgepodgery. There you go. Hilarious hoot nanny of hodgepodgery. Actually, that that is kind of what that that was. More or less. Yeah, there were lots of laughs and and some silliness. Uh-huh. So. You know, one person trying to discover where the doctor goes to the bathroom. Seriously, that's a little teaser for if you're not a member, you might want to find out what we say about that. That's true. We had fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now back to the War Machines, episode two. 
which I realize uh, now, now you saw that, that there's little those little dots on the uh, DVD menu screen because mm-hmm. that's what it was. That's what the screens were like on the actual episode screen on the actual episode you see. I just realized that this is more or less the first time that they did sort of like special opening kind of in a way. I think they maybe did a little bit for the chase, I suppose. But um, Michael Ferguson directed this and there was a special opening. He directs three more stories in Doctor Who and for the next two of those... There's like special opening credits kind of thing mm. in the same way. The only one that doesn't is The Claws of Axos. So I'm wondering, it's interesting that directors had sort of a control over that, about how they're even going to, there wasn't as much of a series Bible going on at the time where a director could come in and sort of say, oh, I know a neat way of showing the episode title. We'll do it funky this way with like futuristic computer font mm-hmm. and, and everything. So that's why this is that. Anyway. What else about the war machines you want to talk about? Yeah, that was the Wild West. I, I am quite enjoying this story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I love the idea of Dodo just turning up at uh, the Inferno Club and being like, oh, I just, there were some friends who called me. So I went around the block and somebody is savvy enough to be like, was it the doctor? How did they even know where you were? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she managed to just sort of blow it off. Uh, I, that, that amused me. And then... It, t- it didn't take me very long to figure out that she was uh, in cahoots with some guys that were actually there with her to get Doctor Who. Oh my gosh, and they kept saying Doctor Who over and over again. This is the legendary uh, one where not only Wotan, Votan s- says it, but Professor Brett and uh, Crimpton, who I always thought Crimpton is sort of like a poor man's Richard Dreyfus. I think that he's kind of <laughs> like that kind of okay. close encounters of the third kind era Richard Dreyfus. I thought he was in the first episode when he was sort of fighting against... The uh, the computer taking him over, but yeah, Doctor Who must be brought here. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very. People have been trying to sort of wrap their head cannon around that for many, but you had an idea, and it involves a comma or something, doesn't it? Oh, only if it was just just Votan who said it. You know, <laughs> we could pretend that it was a question. Doctor, who is required? But it's, he's not the only one that says that because we get several people saying Doctor Who. So clearly, the uh-huh. name that uh, the name that the Doctor has given right. as his alias in this particular you know story okay. uh, is just Doctor Who. Well, I think I can't remember where I read it way back when, but um, it. I think they reasoned that Wotan was basically he needed a full name he the computer needed a full name it's kind of like you know a computer with like error code arrow 404 Mm -hmm. and essentially if there's no last name then he just felt the computer just goes doctor who like that's sort of the (laughs) filling in the blank so that kind of man and then of course the only the the humans that repeat doctor who are under the control of wotan so they're just repeating what what the computer's saying Wow, that is some hardcore, nerdy, stretching sort of headcanon. You admire it, don't you? I'm I'm okay with it. I think it's a little I I guess I'm I'm not going to those links. I don't really need headcanon to explain this. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of those cases where the doyalist approach that this was just a friggin' mistake and they didn't know what they were doing. Um didn't didn't quite realize that the character is referred to as the doctor, not Doctor Who which I suppose is the thing that's going to happen. Could be. Mm-hmm. Keep keep watch on things of this nature over the next few stories. I'll just mm-hmm. say that in regards to Doctor Who. Well, I mean, there's so much shuffling going on in the background mm-hmm. with people that yep. 
I mean, up until this point, he's never been called Doctor Who on screen, but they've made a few little jokes about Doctor Who. Uh, and I, I suspect, my thought is just that they, the new guard didn't really realize that, you know, we lack a show Bible. There, like you said, there isn't a show Bible that says this is what he's called on screen. So they were just kind of, it was the Wild West. Wild and crazy. A little bit. I mean, he's credited as Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, the character is called Doctor Who in the scripts. Uh, the movie, Doctor mm-hmm. Who and the Daleks, he's actually called in there Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They actually call him Doctor Who in there. I'm wondering if there's this, sort of this public perception that mm-hmm. the character is actually called Doctor Who, um, but no one actually pays attention and just sort of calls him Doctor. It's interesting to see what the perception of the name of the show was back in back in those days. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I love the... The sort of science fictiony nature of it, where okay, Votan's got control of these few people and apparently manages to get control of a whole bunch more, and then suddenly there's this warehouse that's full of full of labeled boxes. Yeah. He's already got, already got branding somewhere along the line. Votan hired a uh, a graphic designer uh, to come and maybe a PR person mm-hmm. to come up with his labeling <laughs> and his branding, and and they're already building stuff. And oh, the poor the poor old fellow. Who, he's a homeless guy. All he wants to do is is doss down and and get some sleep, doss, doss in the uh, in the warehouse. But nope, they've covered up the number of the warehouse, and and now it's full of hustle and bustle and tables for some reason and for box- smashing and, yeah. smash tests. Yes, and boxes and and wooden crates. Yeah, actually. Um, I myself and many other podcasters have made plenty of jokes about the war machines and smashing up cardboard boxes. But there is one shot in there that's not cardboard boxes. That's a like floor to ceiling pile of wooden crates. I mean, if if the war machines were only tough enough to smash cardboard boxes, that would be one thing. But that, you know, they're a whole like order of magnitude tougher to be able to smash through wooden crates. That's that's much tougher. I know. Uh, uh, inside baseball, when we were making that um, Radio Free Scar movie, where Warren is mm-hmm. taken over by Wotan, we uh, we originally had thought of an idea of going to get some collapsible cardboard boxes and have Warren smash through them mm-hmm. in tribute to the war machines. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we didn't see that because I, I I'd hate to have to like round up some some wooden grapefruit crates for Warren to attempt mm-hmm. to smash over because that might have hurt. It probably would have hurt. I bet yeah. Warren would have would have taken some damage for that mm-hmm. from that. So that's probably better that didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else about the war machines before we wrap it up? Uh, Polly has an amazing hat. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Polly's outfits are are just great. But when she walked in the door, and I was just like, oh, I want that cloche. It's mm-hmm. just it's adorable. Um, yeah, and then the idea that Polly cares enough about her her boss and her coworkers that when she finds out that there's a problem coming from there, that she rushes right up there. That's that's kind of sweet. Yeah, and Ben shows up like you know the, the next scene after Dodo is gone, mm-hmm. and the doctor immediately says, "Oh, Ben, can you go and check out the warehouse for me?" You know, immediately puts him into danger, but immediately trusts him enough mm-hmm. to go and put him into danger. You know, he immediately takes on. The new companion role, essentially. Like, Dodo not only has been written out of this episode, her role as a companion has been written out. There's nothing missing. Someone has already replaced her from the very next scene. That could have been Dodo going down to the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was Ben. That's sad. That is a little sad. 
But it's it's kind of cool that Ben's gung-ho enough to be like, yeah, sure, I'll check it out, old guy. You yeah. know, not, not a problem. And then there's Ben with his, you know, snappy coat and his sort of, you know, floofy pants and... Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep, just strolling along. Oh, but then he's in trouble at the end of the episode, so... We are very, very worried about what's going to happen to, to Mr. Ben in the next one. Very concerned indeed. But we'll have to find that out in the next episode of Lazy Doctor Who, coming to an RSSS feed near you sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye.